You're listening to the Helpful NPCs podcast. We offer ideas to make your tabletop role-playing games even better. The Helpful NPCs podcast is not safe for work. Our immaturity is matched only by our vulgarity. You can check us out at helpfulnpcs.com or contact us at info at helpfulnpcs.com. All right. In chapter five of our podcast, we're talking about loot and plunder. How to manage your gold, your inventory, and the playtest for our pack. In part one, we talked about how your characters could or should spend their gold. In part two, right here, we're going to talk about how to manage your inventory. And in part three, we'll be talking about our Pack Mule playtest for the Pack Mule Sidekick class we have created. Introduction to the topic of inventory. Is D&D an expedition... Or are you just sort of fantasy heroes? And there's not actually a wrong answer to this. In older iterations of Dungeons and Dragons, the group was less heroic and it was more about managing a company of characters. So a lot of it was prepping your inventory, sort of that mini game of resource management managing your hirelings, coming up with creative solutions with the limited inventory you have. And a lot of the game was tracking and inventory. Newer iterations of the game, that is not always the case. A lot of those games, inventory is just sort of a side note. And in some of those games, inventory is a huge factor in the game. And there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do it. Now, my general perspective on that is GMs either go all in with it or don't. You're either playing a game where it's an expedition and we're tracking the horse feed or we're hand-waving that stuff, sort of fast-forwarding from plot point to plot point as part of a more episodic, adventure-oriented game. And I am saying that only a Sith thinks in absolutes. And it's ridiculous to expect you to decide to do everything. D&D is always meant to be a flexible game. And so you have to kind of pick and choose which things work for your group. In general, I agree with the overarching idea that you do need to kind of decide how expedition-y the game is. But I don't agree with you that you must choose it's an expedition game 100% balls deep or not. You definitely have to find a balance. It depends on the tone of the game. Is this going to be a game where you're going to be in the city most of the time? Yeah. Is it a very political heavy game? In that case, your inventory probably doesn't matter all that much. But if you're spending 90% of your time in the wilderness, traveling between cities or between dungeons where food is scarce, etc., etc., mm-hmm. your inventory and how much you can carry probably matters quite a bit. And that's something you want to establish amongst the party members and with the GM ahead of ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What matters to track? What weight matters? Does it matter that it's really not feasible to carry 2D4 giant statues that are worth a shit ton of money, but each weigh 300 pounds? Like, in real life, that's really not feasible to carry with you the 200 miles back to where you can sell them. 
So that's why at low levels you get a cart and you get a mule and you see how much shit you can load onto the cart and the mule. Yeah, so it's just like clear expectations. You have to figure out if that matters or not to you. Tom, what is your feeling on why you need to kind of decide yes or no? Uh, It's a matter of genre enforcement to me. Are we really focusing on the heroic fantasy aspect of it, or are we focusing more on the, I would say, down-to-earth logistical sort of game? That choice is going to inform how exploration-based the game is. So, of course, older editions of the game, aside from dungeon crawling, you would have, like, hex crawling across the wilderness, making these enormously long journeys where those supplies would matter. There's a greater expectation in modern iterations of the game that you might just fast-forward through that. Fair enough. Do you think there is room to run it differently from session to session? So if you spend a session traipsing around the city, is it fair to assume you can always handle logistical stuff? And is it fair to say, well, we're in travel mode, so it's a little bit different? I mean, yeah, obviously you can change it based on that. Is that obvious? I didn't know. You think in absolutes. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So, in answer to your question, Jake, I do think it matters that you cannot carry around two stacks of 3,000 copper pieces. I like having to puzzle through those things. I think that's funny and fun, but I can see that's not for everybody. Yeah, because you you don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, I just throw all this shit on my back and we're good. But you also don't want to be like, well, how am I going to spend... 30 minutes being like, okay, so each can carry this, and blah, 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 and it's going to take this many trips, and then the trip takes this many days, so let me go to deposit that. Oh, okay, so we spent two weeks in-game carrying this treasure out of the dungeon. You spend 30 minutes of your session figuring that out. That's not fun either. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, I say disagree. definitely thinks this is fun. I definitely think that's fun. That's gross. If, if it was like, if it took like Five minutes to figure that yeah, out. I can usually I would be figure okay it out pretty quickly. I see what you're saying. Uh, if it's past that, like you're like uh, checking your watch, like can we just move on, please? You oh. throw it all. You throw it all in your back. It I'm all fits in the back. I don't know how watch. it I just like fits this. in the back. I care about Let's this. Go. No, <laughs> I think you do have to kind of decide. Is this like a video game where a 400 pound statue is just one slot in your inventory? Like Tom and I are playing Guild Wars two right now, and it's like. Yep, I've got a stack of statues. They're they're all gigantic. It doesn't really matter. Or do you have a pack and you have to figure out how the statue is going to fit? But I would argue two of my big hooks in this game are problem solving and immersion. So I want to have to figure out how I'm going to do that. And I sometimes have some clever ideas and I kind of like that. So I like that, like, you use the fabricate spell. And it turns the gold into a carriage that pushes itself to town. I love that shit. It's so fun. I mean, good luck pushing a, you know, 3,000-pound gold carriage. Why is the carriage of gold 3,000? If I have 3,000 pounds the, of gold, the, it's getting to town. It doesn't change how much it weighs. What weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of gold carriage? I, th- they weigh the same amount. I don't understand the question. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> So, if 
you like that, or if you don't like that and you have a player that does, obviously you need to find some common ground there. Don't shit on it for the players that do like it, though. I don't think you would actually shit on it if you and I were playing. You know, I, I've played with players where, like, they just kind of their eyes glaze over when you're doing things that other players think is fun. Like, have a little patience. I get it, but uh-huh. have a little patience. The worst is actually talking when you have players that are like, oh, we're doing the talking portion. I'm like, that's the fucking game. If you just want to <laughs> hit shit, go play a video game. So what are some oh. tips for the actual logistics of tracking inventory. So this is not just gold. This is this is weapons that you loot off dead yes. bodies. It's you know treasure objects. It's all your guffins you yep. get on your quest. Where, what are you gonna do Literally. with all this shit you get? Because even in the most it's the piece of chalk in the adventures. Yeah, yeah. Even in the most non-crazy D and D game, this shit's gonna come up. Even in the in the least logistical game, it's gonna come up. So why does the rogue need fifty spare daggers? Only fifty? What are you talking about, Jake? I need daggers in every crevice and every orifice of my gear. Number one thing we would say, don't use your character sheet to track inventory. Character sheets already have an exorbitant amount of shit shoved onto them, kind of Tetris in there. The spots for inventory are very, very small. Don't use that to measure your inventory. Yeah, use a separate piece of paper. Use a separate piece of paper. Notebook paper or a custom-made sheet or something. Yes. Now, especially with the size of... A lot of D&D character sheets, it's just a pain in the ass. You're constantly flipping the sheet over, looking for where you might have stored that potion. You're um, erasing and rewriting yeah. and erasing and the, rewriting. The one just exception is, like, the weapons and gear that you are wearing. Which have their own separate yeah. sections, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one exception. I agree with that. Um, now, it's up to you how you want to do that. For verisimilitude, I like to use, like, a backpack sheet... Mm. That like has a ba- visual of a backpack and you're kind of tracking where different spots go. Um, I like using like a paper doll sheet, which is basically like in my front pouch, I have a healing potion. That's just kind of a role playing thing for me. It's not necessary. You can just use a sheet of paper depending on how nitpicky your GM is. Is that a healing potion or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, giggity. But I do enjoy that. I don't know if that's a thing other players enjoy. I actually do think that's fun. Um, we'll actually link to a couple of them that we think are cool, that we like, that we recommend you use. Um, kind of decide how you want to do it. I, I like that sheet. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned the 50 spare daggers. You probably really don't need 50, but you might want one or two. Absolutely. And you might also want a ranged weapon. Always bring a long-ranged weapon. Or Even, if you're a ranged character, bring a melee weapon. Well, yes, absolutely. Don't be a fighter who only uses a sword because you have high strength, because you may get in a situation where you're on a cliff face and you have to shoot a flying monster. And even if you're a wizard, some of your spells only go 30 feet. Just bring a goddamn crossbow. All wizards should carry a crossbow. All wizards should carry a crossbow, a staff, and a dagger. Just keep yourself armed. And what kind of idiot fighter doesn't bring a longbow? I'm a two-handed sword specialist. Okay, but you still want a frickin' bow. Mm-hmm. What happens when the dragon flies overhead, you idiot? Absolutely. Another tip is, if you don't like fucking with your inventory sheet very much, in the 5th edition of D&D, they have uh, what they call equipment packs. They have, like, a Dungeoneering pack 
or an explorer's pack or something like that. These are packs that have a handful of the equipment that you would need. If you don't want to mess with anything else, just put pack on your character sheet because it's going to self-contain a lot of stuff. Write the write the page number. So yeah, you can reference basically. It. Write the page number. Um, just by packs and toolkits. Also, for any skills that you have. So if you're a thief, you buy an explorer's pack and thieves tools, you're probably okay. I personally like to write down lots of little things that I have on my sheet just in case I can find a way to use them. But I'm realizing more and more other people apparently don't want to play that way. I'm learning so much about you, Jake. And what did I say? You talked about how you don't like that style of play. You just, you kind of get bored with the logistics. You spent a whole thing like five minutes ago criticizing how boring it was. I don't don't, don't mind logistical complexity. I just don't want it to take fucking 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. Right, right. I do. So you don't like logistical complexity. (laughs) It's not a criticism. I'm just saying you and I kind of like different things. I want the system to be streamlined enough that you can do it in five. Fair enough. And to be fair, I just haven't (laughs) found a system that does it. No. That has the best of both worlds. Now, um, I'm also highly going to recommend item cards for special magical items mm-hmm. so that is anytime we've gotten a uh, magic item in our own games we will write out a note card sometimes we'll put like a picture on it sometimes we'll write you know what it does just so we don't have to flip through the dungeon master's guide i super like doing that for a couple of reasons one is, again, that verisimilitude. When I'm holding that card, that makes me feel like I've got the item in the game. Another one is you want to know what you have and where it is. It's just better tracking than just writing Helm of Telepathy on your character sheet. It's a lot better to like have that visual reminder of what you've got. Yeah, and I really like having a picture on it, too. Like, There's so much fantasy artwork out there of items and treasure and all sorts of things like you can print off even even if it's just a black and white picture on a sheet of printer paper like print it off cut it out slap it on an index card and you've just increased immersion by like 300 percent it's so easy to do yeah and different gms have different ways that they do it so i like to have kind of a sense of humor about my magical items where they're sort of weird and interesting other gms might use lord of the rings looking stuff like it really lets you add some flavor to your game ridiculously oversized anime weapons if that gets you there i guess (laughs) go ahead and do that Another thing we would recommend is, again, having a party inventory sheet. You know, we talked about having that sort of party treasurer where they're keeping their money aside. Items that the party uses. You might just want to have a party sheet somewhere that's like the stuff that's in the cart or on the mule. And I also want to say GMs. It is generally going to be best, at least in my opinion that you just tell the party outright what the value of the loot is. You don't have to constantly go back and forth flipping through pages of the adventure to note that the necklace you gave out was, in fact, 1,307 GP. Yep. You just tell them outright they know what it is. If you really want to do something where the players aren't sure how much money they're going to get, okay, just have them roll for it and add or subtract 10% based on the roll. 
Also, just because they know it's worth that much doesn't mean that's what they're getting when they go to negotiate for it, or it doesn't mean that the character knows how much that is. It just means it's a little note for the player to remember. Exactly, and it just makes it easier to tally up at the end, especially, again, if you've got a single character holding all of that, so he's got all the gold values listed right before him. Uh And, of course, uh, we were talking about this. One exception to that sort of nitty-gritty tracking. I don't recommend tracking ammo. Uh, I just was talking about this to Jake on break. Realistically, a normal person carrying a cordon of arrows of 100 arrows, that would be a lot of arrows. For a D&D character where you spend two arrows every six seconds when you're in a fight, you go through arrows unbelievably fast and... I don't recommend having to track them. I'll be experimenting with that in my next game with just not tracking them. Other advice that I think you should do... Brian, the logistical complexity. I don't like that part of logistical you complexity. You have no idea how fucking annoying it is to track individual arrows because an attack rule is an abstraction. It is not literally you loosing one arrow at the enemy. This is the most I've seen Tom care about anything in the entire last decade. Armor class is how hard I am to hit, right? Oh my god. (laughs) Hit points are how much has been cut off of me during the fight, is that correct? Yes, that is is correct. Now, leave the game. Leave the game. (laughs) Tell six lightning bolt out of the blue. So, last two tips to reiterate the last uh, podcast and something we talked about earlier. Bring a treasurer. Have one person who is tracking your undivided loot, have one person who's tracking party inventory, have one person who's tracking party wealth. And of course, our last big tip that will lead into our next part of this chapter is to bring a mount, or better yet, a pack mule. Absolutely something that we love to see. So if you want to listen to the pack mule playtest and sort of us just talking about the design of it, Check out part three. If you haven't listened to it and you want to get our tips for how you should deal with gold, check out part one of this chapter. Thank you for listening to the Helpful NPCs podcast. For more content, check us out at HelpfulNPCs.com. If you have any feedback or requests for topics, you can reach us at info at HelpfulNPCs.com. 